Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. And again, we're so grateful that you have joined us on this night. It's not a Sunday, and so it might be something new for some people uh, looking to make these days very holy, especially in Holy Week, and now as we enter to the Tritum. So we welcome you and glad that you're joined. These liturgies will be a little different. We also remember that it's one continuous liturgy, so we will end quietly and go forth and return for Good Friday, as we mentioned, to celebrate that great day and the season of Easter. John's gospel is much different than what the three gospels are called. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptic gospels, means viewing with the same eye. John is the last one written, and he sometimes can be very difficult to understand. That's why you need a little help in knowing about John. There's a lot of symbolism that happens there, a lot of signs that you've got to look for, and deeper meaning and imagery that's used. And the one that really touched me today was when Jesus takes off his garment and lays it aside. That's the image and the language used for a prophet or someone who is important from God who takes his life and lays it aside. Now, Jesus does something so extraordinary. In John's gospel, he knows who he is. Son of God. He knows his purpose. And yet he does something so menial, so lowly, washing of feet. That was considered the lowest of the low that even Jewish male slaves wouldn't do that. It was reserved for Gentile slaves and women. And And here's the mystery that God, who is all-knowing, Ruler, dominion, controlling. He's the one that has all the authority and all power. And he could force all of us to love him. That's what it, he could possibly do. And yet for some strange reason, he takes the lowest of the lowest act and chooses to wash his disciples' feet. I think that's something to really reflect on, that we in the church have to remember. God doesn't force us to love him back. That's a free gift of free will. Wanting to be loved from one's heart is a desire of every human, and it sounds like that's so much a part of God, that he wants us to love us not out of fear, but one that simply we love him and know who he is. And then... John tells us that he takes the garment and places it back on. The image that he takes the life that has been taken and he puts it back on. In other words, the life isn't lost. But this way of being is on him now. This new life that soon he will participate in at the end of these special days. Isn't it interesting that if we call Holy Thursday an important feast of the institution of the Eucharist, wouldn't it make sense to tell the history of how it all started? Don't we do that? Tell me how it all began. 
Tell me how when you first met, when you fell in love. Tell me when you decided to enter this school or go into that profession. We want to know the details and the story. And why doesn't the church use a gospel that describes what happened? John kind of just skips that part of the bread. Here you go. And he goes right into what? The washing of the feet. And that's Eucharist. That's the Eucharist. Here's the most interesting thing. We're grieving that we can't get into our churches. We're crying. Oh, isn't it sad that we can't get in? And this is, uh, what are we going to do? How are we going to adore the Eucharist? How do we tell the story? Why can't we gather together? And this is probably the most powerful truism that we're ever going to experience. Just because our buildings are closed doesn't mean Eucharist isn't being lived. John's gospel is going to come alive like never before. When you wash the feet of others, that's Eucharist. Sometimes in the church we can get so caught up in adoring and getting in theology and being sad that not everyone understands the real presence. And we get stuck there sometimes because that's all that really matters is the host and adoring the host, and gathering together, and being worthy to receive the host, that we just leave it here in the church. And we think that our lives are not connected. And they are. The word mass, misa, means to be sent. What we believe in this space needs to be taken out and lived in the world. And John says that. That whenever we lay down our lives for others, that's Eucharist. So church, I don't know why you're grieving, right? Well, I can see why we grieve, but... All's not lost. Don't live in hopelessness. This is probably one of the most powerful things that will happen in our lifetime, that Eucharist is alive now in what you do for laying down the lives of others. So with this virus, that we're all hearing about the news that scares us, there's more news that comes out each day, and we can get overwhelmed with that and so fearful and so paralyzed, and yet, how many people... Have we known in stories already that are laying down their lives? Are you hearing those stories too? Because I know I am. Think about people checking on neighbors. Any parish, including ours at St. Patrick's, when people, you hear stories of people checking on neighbor, that's Eucharist. Alive. Washing the feet of another. Comforting them. Think about the comforting words that maybe you're giving or you have received from people, from family members who are concerned about you. Just checking in with you. Are you okay? Do you have enough things? Are you feeling okay? Let's take you to the doctor. Let's go see what, what, what we can do for you. Think about right now how many doctors and nurses are coming out of retirement in New York City. There's thousands of them ready to serve. How about companies now? Some of them are stopping certain productions of things that they do to what? Make masks, make uniforms, do things, hand sanitizers, all those other things that people lay down their way of life to serve others. You see, that's the beauty of the church. And that's why if we only grieve about buildings being closed and how sad how limiting we are to the power and grace of God. We cannot be Catholics 
who just simply say how holy it is we're in a church that looks pretty and meets our standards and we all get to receive communion, those of you are worthy. Everyone participates, you know that? You see, we all worried to think that if we just taught doctrine better, then more Catholics will believe in the real presence and maybe other people will too. You know what? It works for a few. I can't tell you that I just read a book and said, oh, this is what the church believes. My life's changed. Yeah. That very rarely happens, to be honest with you. I think we can be honest about that. But do you know what changes? When someone's in the hospital and someone from a parish goes and brings Christ to him, could be communion, could be prayers, and not having to ask whether you're worthy or in good standings, just be present. You have visited me in my brokenness and my fear. Maybe we go door to door. Maybe we visit the homebound. Maybe we comfort people who come to us or hopefully we, the church, go out to them. That's what really needs to happen. Quit being forts, church. Quit expecting people to come to us to get sacraments, to get things. Maybe we, this whole time will teach us that the church is out there and maybe we just need to get out of these buildings and know that Eucharist is being lived all around us and not just simply in a host. We will always need the table. I always tell my parishioners, you cannot be an operating Catholic church without a table. You don't need statues. You don't need kneelers. You don't need candles. There are many churches throughout the world that don't even have a roof. Some basically just have real essentials. You don't even need an ambo. But any parish that operates needs one thing, the table, where a community gathers together. That will never end. And even all the things that we're going through, we're always going to have the Eucharist. Don't worry. But now we're seeing another side to the Eucharist that the church has chosen specifically the Gospel of John. He doesn't say he took bread and broke it and gave it. He said Jesus laid down his life, washed the feet of the disciples, and then took his life back on and said, now go do the same for others. The church is alive and well in you. There's going to be a lot of grief after all this has come to some kind of conclusion. And the church, even though right now people are grieving because they can't get inside, they can't receive all the sacraments and all, church, you better be ready when people go back because there's going to be a lot of grief, a lot of need for healing, a lot of need of reconnecting. Don't grieve right now that you don't think the church is important. It's alive, but not everybody sees it. But it is. And don't be those kind of people who don't see it. Don't be blind to that. But down the road, the church will make a difference again. Not because we have all the rules or all the sacraments, but we're super holy. It will be because we will meet people in the streets where they're at to comfort the medical people who are going to be grieving, the first responders, People who have done essential work who are being taxed right now. For those who are trying to provide for families and unknown in the economy, the church will need to be there. And so tonight, maybe after you're done watching our Mass, 
Maybe you might want to wash the feet of family members or people you're watching with. Maybe in your mind you may want to do that. You know, in all honesty, not to be funny, that maybe you're uncomfortable with feet right now or whatever, or you can't do that. How about washing each other's hands? That's the big thing that we're supposed to do now. And that can be an act of service. It's something simple that anyone can do for one another. And in the meantime, think about whose feet you need to wash that you can't see right now, but you know that needs our prayers, our comfort, our support, our kind word. The church is alive and well. And the Eucharist, even though the buildings are closed, is alive and well. And the Eucharist lives in everyone who washes the feet of others and lay down their lives to serve others. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission 